Today we have the pleasure of sitting down with Athletic Director Philip Lansdale and Head Basketball Coach Jimmy Porter of El Dorado High School in El Dorado, Arkansas. Their boys' basketball team was recently featured on ABC News when their team played Lake Hamilton High School in Percy, Arkansas. The night featured Andy Toliston of Lake Hamilton, a special needs student manager who played in the game and made a memory of a lifetime for him and anyone who was in attendance or who has seen the news piece. But it was the actions of the El Dorado players, the opponent, that struck us. Their ability to not only be in the moment, but be part of the moment was something that we just had to get to the bottom of. So we reached out to Philip, and he and his coach Jimmy agreed to take the time to discuss the night and sportsmanship in general. If you haven't seen the video yet, stop now and go check it out. Then come back and settle in with us as we get a behind-the-scenes look at a true example of what sportsmanship looks like with Philip Lansdale and Jimmy Porter. Philip and Jimmy, this is a great privilege to spend some time with two extraordinary leaders who we imagine have had a lot of requests uh, for your time over the past week. So thanks for joining Don and I for this episode of Hanging with the AD, as I know y'all are very, very busy uh, after uh, a special event last week. Thanks for having us. Yes, it's it's kind of been busy, but probably more on Coach Porter's side than mine. So I just kind of get to sit back and dwell in the glory of it a little bit, if you want to say. Thanks for having us, fellas. We appreciate it. Absolutely. So for our listeners, Philip Lansdale and Jimmy Porter serve as the athletic director and head basketball coach, respectively, at El Dorado High School in El Dorado, Arkansas. We recently saw them featured on ABC News when they played in a game against Lake Hamilton High School there in Arkansas, and it turned out to be an incredibly special night. Philip and Jimmy, uh, could you give us a little background on the lead-up to this game and then explain what eventually played out from your perspective? Yeah, before we go any further, guys, so we don't get in trouble, we're El Dorado. And if they say El Dorado, woo, we get here. Right. So it's <laughs> El Dorado. That sounds good. Hey, my fa- one <laughs> of my favorite John Wayne movies is El Dorado, or at least that's how my dad said it all the way growing up. That's right. Well, that's that's how it's pronounced most places except El Dorado. (laughs) El Dorado High School in El Dorado, Arkansas. I need to practice that. So I appreciate you correcting me. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, as far as my side on this, uh, Coach Porter told me that the plans for the game against Lake Hamilton was let the young man start, and he would score a basket, and then we would score one and we'd start the game. And I said, that's fine. Let's roll with it. And – things just kind of progressed as it went from there. You know, Lake Hamilton had an injury and there was a long pause and timeout waiting on the ambulance to remove him from the arena. And Coach Porter and I talked a little bit and looked at it and said, we still got a chance to make a run here, so make a run. And then, obviously, you know, we weren't going to win the game, so Coach Porter took over from there. So, you know, Scotty Pennington is the head coach of Lake Hamilton High School. Good friend of mine, someone I actually consider a mentor. When I was in high school, he coached at a, uh, a rival school called Hot Springs High School. And um, I, I'm from Lake Hamilton. I played at Lake Hamilton. And so leading up to this game, you know, Coach Pennington and I talked. And like like Coach Lansdale said, the, the goal was for Andy to go in and get the start. 
make the first layup, you know, and I think everybody's kind of seen that done in some capacity before, you know, uh, going into the game first quarter. I mean, we came out pretty hot. We, we had the lead game was close up till halftime. They made a, uh, about a six to eight point run and they were about six to eight points uh, going into halftime. Third quarter, they stretched it out. And um, at one point there in the fourth, I want to say we were down maybe four points and then they stretched it up to 12. So with about three and a half minutes left, uh, we're we're trying to be aggressive, trying to get to the paint. And one of their players takes a charge and dislocates his his hip. And, you know, when you dislocate your hip, you've got arteries and everything else done. So they can't they can't move you. So they had to hold him still while they waited for the ambulance. And that's when Coach Lansdell and I got together like, hey, what do we need to do? What do we need to call the game? And we're like, well, no, with them, we still got a chance. So I talked to Scotty. And uh, Scotty was like, Coach, I'd like to continue to play. I said, well, I said, Scotty, there's no secret what I got to do. I got to get up and press you right now and, and, and try to make some, make some plays happen and try to get some easy buckets. And um, so when, when they got the, the kid on the ambulance, we came out and we started pressing. And we actually had three steals in a row. Just couldn't come down to execute. I mean, got a steal, missed like, got a steal, missed a shot, got a steal, turnover. It's like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? But in that segment, before we actually resume play, Scotty and I talking, Scotty's like, hey, man, if you can't open this thing you know, and close that gap, can, can we go in and get Andy back? And I said, absolutely. Well, after those three steals and we didn't execute, I just looked down on the bench and I just said, Scotty. And he knew what that meant. And Scotty sent Andy in and, and y'all saw the story, man. It was incredible. I, I don't know if I could pay one of my guys to come make three three in a row. I mean, I don't think I get really know. So I think that was the most amazing part of it. If if he'd have gone and missed the shots, it would just kind of yeah, he got to play kind of deal and we helped him get in. But when he hit that first one and then hits the second one, but by the time he hit the third one, everybody was just ballistic in the arena. People they don't know the history. There's been like Hamilton us, a lot of rivalry, a lot of there's been some bad blood down through the years and this is the first time I know that any of their fans even came to us after the game, you know, talking to us about our kids and the class that we show, which our kids always show class. And that's one of the things when we hired Coach Porter, it was to, this is what we wanted to happen. We want our kids to be represented well in our school represented, and they did that. Yeah, Coach, I wanted to ask a quick question. So you had the conversation with the other coach, and probably everybody could have guessed that, uh, maybe not to the degree you had, but you never discussed that fourth quarter, uh, the way it played out with your players, it sounds like. Is that true? No, you know, before the game, we talked about expectations and doing the right thing, you know, and how how the beginning of the game was going to play out. Uh, we talked about, you know, just, just being a good human being and, and what that looks like, you know, and and I thought our guys handled that you know, to perfection there at the beginning of the game. Our, our guys were engaged. They were cheering for Andy. But the way that my boys responded in the fourth quarter, being down how we were down, you know, we were down, I don't know, 12, 14 points. And, I mean, Andy added nine onto that, you know, so we ended up losing by, I don't know, I don't know what it was, 20, 25. I don't the score didn't really matter at this point. But the way that they responded being down and – cheering for somebody else's success and, and showing great sportsmanship and great class just speaks wonders for how they are as people. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think every time that I've watched that clip, I, I get a little choked up like every single time. And, and it's the story, you know, there with Andy there at Lake Hamilton, it is touching. But like I said, before we got on the call, I, I just couldn't get my eyes off the actions of your team, uh, of your kids. And it just every single time that I watch it, you know, it, it's their actions that get me. 
being the opponent and the way that they help kind of facilitate that thing. What do you think that you, your school, uh, your community have put in place there uh, that has allowed your student athletes the ability to see something bigger than themselves, not just in that moment uh, that they were a part of, but to really be an active participant in it. I mean, they drove that thing, you know, and you mentioned that you all had that conversation in the locker room, but what else do you think that you guys do uh, that led to them really jumping on board with something like that? Well, even one of the, at one point in that video, if you watch one of our kids actually steals the ball from a Lake Hamilton player to take it to Andy. Yeah. So it's just, all of our coaches try to to instill in our kids, you know, that, hey, it's a game, but here's what we are. We're trying to make better people. We're trying to develop better people. And people, there's always eyes on you, everything you do. So I'm going to let Coach Porter answer some of that from the coaching side. I'm in year two here at Eldorado High School. I came uh, from Jonesboro as an assistant under Wes Swift. And when I interview for this job, I, I think that everybody always has, has seen Eldorado in different lights, you know, some people say, oh, well, Eldorado always has athletes. They're just athletic. You know, I, I think there in some pockets, people would say there's, there was uh, forms of undiscipline and, and forms of disrespect. I don't know if that's necessarily always been the case or always been true. Uh, but my biggest thing uh, with being here is representing, first and foremost, we preach to our guys that represent God first, you know, their faith first, and then their, their, their family, and then their school district, you know, our, our program. And, um, you know, the biggest thing that we've been trying to instill, because we haven't had the greatest year. I don't know how much research y'all have done into our program. But you know, right now, if you include a benefit game, scrimmages since November, right, we are like 7-20. and 20. Like, we, are, we, aren't, we aren't having the greatest year right now. We're, we're definitely in what you would call a rebuild. But with that being said, our kids, they come into practice every single day. They, they try to get a little bit better every single day and just their attitude and, and their mindset that they bring on that basis is just incredible. The fact that the whole state of Arkansas and the United States and even the world now has gotten to see this video is a testament that wins and losses. Yeah. I mean, as coaches and athletic directors, we all want to win games, you know, right, but right. really what, what is, what is the message that we're trying to portray to our schools, what, uh, to our kids, to our communities. Right. And what are we trying to do as just a society? You know, y'all have seen the divide that has happened within our society from, from the stance on whether you're vaccinated or not from the, from the racial things that we see. I mean, we're constantly hounded by negativity um, and we constantly see all the negative things that social media and, and different news outlets portray, you know, and the fact that our boys could be play a part in maybe affecting some change in somebody else's community or somebody else's program to me means way more than, than the wins and losses. A lot of with our kids too, is, is we're trying to get them to understand there's always eyes on you, whether it's coaches, whether it's me, and we're going to call you out on it. If you're not living up to what we want you to, I'll call them out. You know, I'm by, I was by the bench when all this took place. I'm usually around the team somewhere, but we haven't had to do that. I mean, it's been, been pretty good all year. Yeah. It's nice to get them, call, get to call out folks for uh the actions like uh, like your guys uh, did during this game. That's that's a good way of getting called out. But uh, Coach Porter, you mentioned the rebuild, and I mean it sounds obviously you're rebuilding the basketball from the basketball sense, but it's pretty clear just from this video and this one action and talking to you guys even before we got on here, uh, you're just building young men and, and doing it the way that we uh, that's supposed to be done. So 
kudos to you on that. Uh, I wouldn't say you're rebuilding those men. You're just building them up. That's cool. So Coach Lansdale, I, I got a question for you and, and Coach Porter. You may want to weigh in on this a little bit. It's obvious Coach Porter's making a huge impact there on the players and the program, even just in two years. But I wanted to ask, do you as the athletic director have in place any programs or initiatives to help your coaches make decisions like Coach Porter made, ones that go beyond the winning and losing of games? I know you're extremely proud of Coach Porter and the boys' basketball program right now after this uh, just tremendous um, action. I, I know a lot of times our coaches make us look good as the leader, right? They they do all these things, and we get to, as you said, bask in the glory of it. But maybe there's a seed you planted somewhere along the way that helped make this an easy decision for Coach Porter or some other coaches if they do something similar. Do, do you do anything special to promote these kind of positive actions by your coaches? Well, we just talk a lot. We really do. We talk about our expectations of them before they take the job, what we expect of them when they have the job, and we try to let the coaches run their program. And that's part of running the program is they're, they're accountable for their entire program, 7 through 12. It's not just that varsity basketball team. He's got to deal with the 7 through 8th and ninth grade as well, his JV program, and that's all of our coaches. So the first thing we do is we're going out and we're trying to find good people. Somebody's a good person, has got a good ethical background. Uh, you know, we in his rebuilding part of it, if you look in the pros, you've got our first NBA player ever out of the city playing in, with the Washington Wizards, you know. They had a lot of talent back then. Our talent has not been as great. And I think Coach Porter will tell you our first requirement of him was instill discipline, build young men. Yeah, I think the biggest thing Coach hit the nail right on the head is communication. I think I think when things are communicated, um, I, I think it, it eliminates any uncertainty. It, it eliminates any doubt. I think the, the kindest thing that you can do to somebody is be very direct and communicate what expectations are. You know, some people look at that as a negative or maybe people are being harsh, but um, I think that's the kindest thing that you could do to somebody because, like I said, you eliminate any doubt and everybody is on the same page and understands what the expectation is. Of course, everybody, just like us, everybody has a handbook. Everybody has expectation for players and those things, but we're kind of leaving that for the coaches, giving them the freedom to kind of do and feel that whether that's through team building, you know, uh, little excursions or whatever, but it's more about just talking every day, being at practice, watching them, you know, being around the coaches. Like I say, I'm on the sideline. I never sit down. I'm there with the teams no matter what. So, Coach Lansdale, I think you found a good person when you uh, found Coach Porter there, it seems like. So seems like you hit a home run there. All right, guys, shifting gears just a little bit uh, to talk more in general, more about sportsmanship uh, in general. We're taping this shortly after a little dust up between Michigan and Wisconsin's men's basketball teams. Uh, uh, imagine y'all saw that. Coach Porter probably did, at least being at basketball world. There's calls online, if you read the chatter, to end the postgame handshake. That's probably been uh, talked about forever. COVID helped us with that or hurt us with that, depending on what side of the uh, picture you're on. But uh, let's talk about how to teach kids and even adults, for that matter, how to handle winning and losing. Why is the handshake a basic fundamental of this process? And what else can be done to, as leaders to teach players how to handle success and failure? I know, Coach Porter, you mentioned that early on when we were discussing this about how you're trying to teach these guys how to handle winning and losing. Well, people have to understand we're in the developmental business. We're not in the wins and losses, but we're in the developmental business. So we're trying to develop – 
good character in everybody. But they have to understand that it is a game. It's a competition. We're going to go out and do the best we can. And when it's over, it's over. We're going to go shake hands because the guy on the other side, just like us, we're trying to win. They're trying to win. And we're going to do it with class, win or lose. So, you know, you, you teach them to go compete, but you still can be friends with other people. You still can, you know, have relationships you're building with other teams. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody likes to lose. I think that anybody that's in that is in any type of competition, anything, they, they don't want to lose anything. I mean, the best example I can give you is I have three children. I have a six-year-old, a three-year-old, a two-year-old. My six-year-old son is an extreme competitor. We could be trash, and he wants to win and picking up trash. It doesn't matter what it is, he wants to win. And about a year ago, we had to teach him a really tough lesson um, in losing with grace and learning how to lose with class. Every Friday night, we try to do a family game night when we're not in season. And about a year ago, we were playing Candyland. I don't know if y'all have ever played Candyland before. Absolutely. You pull a card, and when you pull a card, you get to move your piece. You can try to get to the end. You try to win the game. Well, he got all the way close. He was leading the whole time. He's talking smack, running his mouth, beating his chest. I mean, he's an extreme competitor. And he pulls a card and has to go all the way back to the beginning of the board. And his mom pulls the next card. His mom wins the game. And he is highly – I mean, to the point he's in tears – throws his piece, runs off into his room, and and we had to sit down and, and teach him, hey, that's not how you lose, okay? Everybody wants to win, but you shake the opponent in the hand, you look him out, you tell him good game, and you say, hey, let's reshuffle the deck, let's play again. And I think that that learning how to lose with grace has to be taught. You know, everything comes into play with that, your body language, um, your, your verbal cues. Um, you know, one big thing that we've been on this year, to be honest with you, is, is I told you we're trying to rebuild is um, one of my biggest pet peeves is when a kid after a game, I can't stand when kids untuck their jerseys. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen that kids will untuck their jerseys as they're going into shaking hands to me. I just I just think that's I don't like that. And so, you know, there's little cues like that that I think you 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 need to learn as a young man to withhold your emotions and be able to look a man in the the eye, shake his hand and say, good game and have class, represent yourself, represent God, your faith, your family and, and the program the right way and go in the locker room. And, and and at times, you know, at that level, at that at that level, I mean, you're talking about you know millions of dollars, you know, when you right. when you're talking about what happened with the Michigan deal. I mean, so w- we don't necessarily deal with that. You know, Coach Lance and I joke all the time. Hey, you're on a three game contract. You're on a three game contract is what he tells me. You know, and it's like, <laughs> I, I, but truthfully, I don't have the stress of of not being able to provide for my family if I lose to Wisconsin. You know what I mean? So yep. that, that 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 there is a different level of stress when that comes into play, but I still think, you know, we are teaching our young men and trying to prepare our young men to go be leaders out into the world, right? Some of our young men eventually in our program might be playing for Michigan, right? And so how do they handle themselves when, when that confrontation confronts some of our guys, this might be the last year they play basketball, but how do they handle themselves when something doesn't go right? If they're working in in the oil fields or, you know, if they're running a, a lawn care business, right? What's their, what's their body language and what's their response to those situations? Well, and one of the things we have to deal with at the high school level is I guarantee there were people that saw that game and players see it. They see how the student body reacts at games. Is trying to keep our kids focused on the game, not trying to be what the college level is doing. We're doing the high school. And one of the things, it may be unique to the South. I don't know, but 
you'll see a lot of our after our games, football, basketball, softball, baseball, the two teams huddling up at midcourt or midfield and praying together. So, you know, it's just that helps with that fact that, hey, it's a game. We're going to go do that best we can, and then we're going to go drink a Coke when it's over with each other. That's so good. And one of the things you you, you touched on just right there about the jersey, like one of the things that we t- talk about on here a lot is there are no little things. You know, people talk about, oh, so, you know, the little things, the little thing. There are no little things. That that's that could seem like a very little thing, just untucking your jersey. That could, you know, in a lot of spaces, that's going to go unnoticed. And for in a lot of ways, that's that's just a little thing. But nothing's little because everything matters. And it's all about how you, you spoke to body language and how important that is and translate that body language into, you know, once you become a professional, once you become a father, once you become a husband, whatever it may be. Like that's going to, that is a lesson that is universal. Uh, and I think that that, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the time today. Uh, what you all did the other night, it really needs to be in a NIAAA course on sportsmanship. I hope that it is someday uh, because we're all better for seeing it uh, and seeing you do that uh, and with speaking with you today. So thank you so much for the time today. Great being here. Now, one other thing that's taking place tomorrow with all this going on is our, both of the teams are, they're being brought to the Capitol tomorrow, being recognized by the, the Speaker of the House and, and everybody up there. So it, awesome. I, I just cannot believe how far this thing has taken off and gone, but it, it's positive for both. And it, and everybody still needs to remember this whole night was about Andy. Yeah. We just right. get to be part of it. Yeah. You know, the, the, you know I, it's very hard for me because people are like, thank you, Coach, for what you did. But it, truthfully, it's, it's – I don't know how to say it. It's it's everything we've been doing. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's nothing like a, oh, just because the lights are on, here we go, and let's let's flip the switch. You know, and I think there's a lot of coaches in our state and a lot of coaches throughout the nation that are that are doing things the right way. You know, um, and we just happen to get broadcast because Andy knocked down three shots. You know, at, you know, at the end of the day, though, the you know, like we said, the way our kids responded. Um, to the situation was incredible. Extremely proud of them, um, and that, that's just a testament to to their parents and 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 to um, to our community here. Yeah, I'd say that Andy brought attention to y'all as well, Coach. I mean, you didn't instruct your kids how to act in the fourth quarter, and they uh, responded with everything you've taught them, and probably a little bit more there. So, uh, kudos to you. Well deserved for y'all's program to be recognized as well as uh, Lake Hamilton uh, and Andy. There, it's just a great story and. Uh, congratulations to you. Uh, we, we appreciate y'all letting us be a part of it. Thank you. Appreciate you having us. We appreciate Mr. Philip Lansdale and Coach Jimmy Porter from El Dorado, Arkansas, joining us for this episode. We know their time has been very cherished since they helped facilitate a very special time in the life of Andy, the manager, and, and now player for Lake Hamilton High School there in Arkansas. You know, from this conversation, I think it's very, very obvious that what Coach Porter and Coach Lansdale are doing there at El Dorado is making a huge difference in the lives of the young men on that basketball team. And I would imagine the lives of all their student athletes there at El Dorado High School. For me, listening to the conversation, I was blown away that the actions of the players was not instructed. It was instinctual based on what they had been taught by Coach Porter over the past two years, I think. And he says he's trying to instill discipline and build young men. I think, Coach Porter, your guys are very, very 
good young men. And I think the folks over at Lake Hamilton would agree. I think anyone who's watched this uh, special highlight of this game uh, between your team and the other team there would agree that uh, you you and your kids understand what it means to be uh, respectful, understand what it means to sacrifice your guys, sacrifice for the betterment of a young man who had not had all the opportunities that some of us are given. And uh, you and your team is to be commended for that. Now, we are uh, happy for Andy Tolleson there at Lake Hamilton. What a, what an event. What a great time to not only get to play after serving his team for so long, but making those three-pointers. Boy, there was some excitement and what fun. And, and congratulations to Andy, too. But uh, we just pat uh, Coach Porter and Coach Lansdale on the back for what they are doing there at El Dorado High School for the boys' basketball program and the entire athletic program. Good luck to you guys and best wishes in the future there. Now, like all of our episodes, we hope that this one was special to you. I know it was a special conversation for us. We would love for you to rate, review, subscribe, look us up on social media, share it, uh, all those things. We would appreciate that. And until next time, we thank you for spending your time hanging with the AD.